Welcome to the Prosperity Gap, where we discuss the financial gap that exists between you and your retirement. It's time to bridge that gap. Hello, Prosperity Nation. Dave Hall here. Welcome to the show. Hopefully, some of you had the opportunity of joining Tom and I this last week on our webinar, Paychecks and Playchecks. Tom Hegna is an amazing presenter. If you were there, if you were not, you missed out on a great experience, and I encourage you to attend the next webinar we have. We are launching additional webinars on this topic. You should be able to find those through my website at theprosperityguy.com. If not, please come back. They will be launched within the next couple of days to where you should be able to get access to the additional dates we've got scheduled for this webinar so that you can take advantage of all the information that is in Tom's brain. Many people don't realize that he is one of the top educators in the retirement space. Prior to COVID, he was crisscrossing the country teaching between two and 300 live presentations per year. So he's an exceptional presenter, a great storyteller, and it was a great opportunity to be able to better understand some tools you can use to help get to a more safe and secure retirement. Some of you know that I was raised in a small town in southern Utah, and one of the favorite things that my friends and I liked to do was to go out into the mountains around where we lived, whether it was looking for wildlife, just driving around, whatever the case may be, maybe going on a camp out, we would go out in these hills. Well, one time while we were out, it was starting to get dark, and the truck we were in would hit some really rough spots, and it stopped. And as we tried to figure out what was going on, we soon realized that we had an issue with the ignition switch. Now, luckily, many of us had been raised around cars that had problems, and so we'd had to work on them at various times, and we realized that we had an ignition switch problem. So we took the ignition switch out or unhooked it and hot-wired the car. Now, some of you have maybe done this. Maybe you know how the process works. It is not the standard way you want to start your car. I don't know anyone that's going to go buy a car, take out the ignition switch, and just hot-wire it on a regular basis. But it is something you can do to work around a problem if you have one with that ignition switch. And for us, it worked perfectly. We got the car started. We got home safely to our families and had no further issues. Well, as we look at our retirement, we have some situations where we can do workarounds to help us get to a more safe and secure retirement. And today I'm going to be talking about one of those, and that is the backdoor Roth conversion. We'll also talk about the mega backdoor Roth conversion as well. One of the problems that many people have when they look at Roth accounts, there are many hoops you have to go through to be able to even contribute to a Roth. So today we'll talk to you about how you can circumvent some of these hoops so that you can still get money into a tax-free environment, especially as we look at tax rates going up substantially in the future. But before we get into the details of the show, let's go ahead and take a minute for a word from our sponsor. Today's show is being brought to you by eTrends Group, CPAs and Strategic Advisors. If you are tired of the struggles that come with trying to manage your own taxes, accounting, or bookkeeping, then you need to reach out and let the professionals at eTrends Group give you a hand. Learn more about their services and how they can help you with your common and not-so-common financial problems. Go to www.etrendsgroup.com. Roth IRAs are becoming more and more popular. I've been involved in the retirement space for about 25 years now. As I look at what's going on now, what I realize is we've never had a period of time where people are putting as much money into Roth accounts. Now, why are they doing it? Because many people believe like I do, the tax rates are going to be substantially higher in the future. So they're taking advantage of these historically low tax rates that we currently have and these large brackets that we currently have to get money into a tax-free environment before we hit 
January 1st, 2026, when tax rates are slotted to go up. The problem is, though, is that some people do not qualify to be able to contribute into these accounts. If you make too much money or if you make no money, you're not going to be able to contribute. In 2021, for a married couple, if you make over $208,000 a year, you cannot contribute into a Roth IRA. For a single individual, it's over $140,000. As I mentioned, if you have no earned income, you're also not going to be able to contribute into these programs. But many people want to. They realize the value of getting money into a tax-free environment. So there is a workaround. And today, we'll cover the details of that. The first one is the backdoor Roth IRA. What do you have to do to make this happen? First thing you want to do is you want to take the money that you would normally contribute into that Roth account and you need to put it into your traditional IRA. So it's going to go in there as a tax deferred investment. You'll put it in that account. And then once it gets in there, what you want to do is immediately convert it because there are no income limits for converting traditional accounts into Roth accounts. So you will immediately convert that money over. And that's going to allow you to get the money into the Roth account in that year without having to go through the standard guidelines of income limits. But one of the things you need to be aware of if you do that is you need to be ready to pay the taxes. Because even though you got the original tax deferral going in, because of the conversion, you're going to get another 1099 showing that you converted into a Roth and you're going to have to pay those taxes on that conversion. Now, I do recommend if you're going to do this, you get a professional involved. There are a number of things that could cause issues here. One of the other things I definitely recommend is that you do a trustee to trustee transfer if you are doing this process. Now, there are rules out there that will allow you to take money out of a traditional account for 60 days. And then as long as you get it put back into the account within that 60 day period, you meet the rules that would allow it to be considered a conversion. Uh, I don't want people to have any issues with this process. I want to make sure it's all done correctly. So what you should do is just do a trustee to trustee transfer. That way the professionals make sure that they take it from one bucket and put it into the bucket of the other account. Now, the other thing you want to look at is if you have IRA accounts where you've put after-tax money in at some point, you're only going to be able to transfer a pro rata distribution. What am I talking about here? Let's say that you've got an IRA account where 70% of it has never been taxed. You had 30% of it that you paid taxes on already, but you got into the account. If you do a $6,000 backdoor Roth conversion or what you're expecting to be a $6,000 backdoor Roth conversion, they're going to treat that transfer as if 70% of it was taxable and 30% of it was not. So you're going to want to make sure you do the math and the calculations as you go through this process if you have one of these accounts. Now, most people, their tax deferred account does not have any after-tax money inside of it. Not going to be a problem for you. But if you do have one, be aware you cannot also just set up a new account that you only put the $6,000 into and avoid the problem. They're going to consolidate all those accounts. So if you are looking to get additional money in, if you're stuck to where you can't get money into a Roth uh, through work, through a 401k, or if you can't get money in there through your IRA account, this may be an option for you to look at. If you're interested in doing it, again, I recommend you get with a professional. We can help you through the process, or you can get with uh, your financial institution who you invest with. That They can also make sure that everything's done correctly. The next thing I want to talk about here is the mega backdoor Roth conversion. Yes, there's an opportunity to get even more money into a Roth account if you're in a situation where you can do so. 
Now, it's going to require that you have excess money that you can put in to a retirement vehicle that's not already going into your regular 401k and IRA contributions, and especially your, your Roth IRA contributions. Recommend before you do a mega backdoor Roth that you fill these other buckets up first. You're going to want to make your maximum contribution $19,500 if you're under age 50, $26,000 if you're over age 50 into your 401k account, hopefully the Roth bucket to begin with. You'll have your employer match there. And then if you're married and over age 50, you could put up to $14,000, $7,000 each into your Roth IRAs, assuming your income was a level you could do so. If you're under age 50, you'd be able to put $6,000 each for a total of $12,000. So you do want to take advantage of these first. And if you've been working with us, one of the other things you may want to do as well is to be putting money into a life insurance retirement plan before you would do a mega backdoor Roth. But even with all of these buckets, what we find is that some people still have money left over. They have money that they want to get into a tax-free environment that's already sitting in a taxable environment. Maybe it's a piece of real estate that they sold. They've got a bunch of cash there. Maybe it's stocks and bonds that they've invested in over the years in their taxable bucket that now they're ready to get into a tax-free environment. So let's talk about how this works. So the mega backdoor Roth is a situation where you've got to have certain rules inside of your 401k plan to be able to do this. The first one is the 401k plan has to allow you to make after-tax contributions into it. How do you find out if your plan allows you to do this? You're going to need to get information from your HR department, looking at your plan adoption rules and what your plan is adopted to do. About 47% of the plans in America do allow for after-tax contributions, 53% don't. So there's a bigger probability that your plan won't allow this currently, but there's an option for them to amend the plan if there's enough interest or if it's your own plan that you would be able to do that. So first thing it's got to have is the ability to put money in in an after-tax environment. The second thing you're going to need to have is in-service distribution rules to where you can take money out of your IRA account and distribute it out prior to you leaving the job, or you've got to have a situation where the 401k plan does have a Roth 401k option as well, and the plan is designed to allow you to convert money from your traditional 401k into the Roth portion. So as long as your plan meets these two criteria, you could be a candidate for doing a mega backdoor Roth conversion. So how does it work? What happens is you're going to make your maximum contribution into the plan. 19,500. Let's assume you're under age 50. Your employer then is going to provide their match, whatever that might be. And then you'll be able to contribute after tax into the plan, the difference between the maximum allowable contribution, which is $58,000 and what you and your employer have already put in. So if you put in $19,500, your employer puts in $2,500, you've got $22,000, you would be able to put $36,000 additional dollars into this plan after tax. And then immediately upon getting the money into the traditional account, if you can't go directly into the Roth portion of your account, which if you've got a 401k that has a Roth option, you could just put the money into the Roth account, you're going to want to convert that money over. You're going to want to get that money into the Roth account, or you're going to want to be able to do an in-service distribution to your Roth IRA. Now, because this money has already been taxed, there's not going to be any additional taxes you're going to have to pay, but you are going to want to make sure you follow the rules so you don't over-contribute, that you make sure you're not putting in more money than you should, and that you meet the deadline dates for doing the conversion. 
that you don't get that money in there and then have a bunch of earnings on there that could create some issues in tracking basis and other things inside of your 401k account. Prosperity Nation, these strategies are not going to work for everyone. Many people will not even need to use these strategies. But if you are someone who cannot put money into a Roth IRA, or if you are someone who has additional money set aside that you would like to get in tax-free environment, either the backdoor Roth or the mega backdoor Roth could be options for you to get yourself to a more safe and secure retirement. Prosperity Nation, it is time for questions and answers with our producer, C.R. Tallene. Hello, C.R. Happy Friday. Dave, I'm so glad we have technical issues all the time. <laughs> yeah, what has it taken? It's like 15 minutes to just get this set up today, and earlier we had issues uh, with some other stuff we were doing. Yeah, as much as I love that we're moving into these new modern Zoom and Squadcast and StreamYard and all of these great platforms, we always seem to have these little issues along our route. We definitely do. And I know I end up spending a lot of my time just trying to chase down passwords and login information because we do have so many accounts, so many different platforms we have to use that I feel like I'm often very unorganized, but in theory, I don't believe I'm an unorganized person. So who knows? <laughs> well, the more we throw at you, I'm just glad you're able to keep up and make sure this works. Yeah, we've definitely had some busy days here, jumping from webinars to live events to recordings to planning. Definitely been some crazy times. And to a wedding. Uh, you're in Utah again this week. And to a wedding. Yes. Uh, when this is released, uh, it'll be Friday and Saturday, my daughter is getting married. So very excited for her and her soon-to-be husband. Those that listen to the show, you know, it's uh, my kidney donor's uh, son. So very excited for the two families to be together this week and be able to have this experience. So have you had a chance to meet up with the family? No, we have not. So they got into town yesterday, but they wanted to spend time with just their son and my daughter. So they went out to dinner. Today, we've got an event uh, this afternoon. We'll be spending time together. And then I assume we'll go out to dinner this evening. So it'll start the, the rest of the week of activities of being together. Cool. Is it great being back with your kids again, too? Because I know you're you with your young kids, but your older kids have always been off to school, it seems like. It is nice. Uh, Brooke is in California on her mission, so she's going to miss this week. But uh, we've got Todd, Allie, and Erica here and the two younger boys. They're off. They went playing disc golf this morning, and I've been here working and couple of them are working as well on jobs. So it's it's been fun. Cool. I'm glad you have this experience. And I'm hoping I'm a lot further away from this than I, I seem to be, but I, I'm good where I'm at right now. <laughs> yeah. You got the mission coming up, your daughter's at college and it's exciting. My wife's very excited to start having grandkids, which they, they plan on starting to have kids fairly soon. My daughter will be graduating in December and her soon-to-be husband has already graduated in his career. So Cool. That always makes it exciting as you're going from one phase to the next to the next, and it's really exciting to see that. So are you getting some good weather there yet, or are you still walking the dogs in the snow? Well, actually, I walked my dogs late last night because it was really, really windy, so I waited till the wind died down. It was pitch black when we walked, but right now it's 54. It started very chilly this morning and we usually get down into the thirties right now, but it's, it's warming up. So we come in with hoodies and jackets in the morning by the afternoon, we're in t-shirts. So it's one of those, it's that weird time we have right now. For those of you who have never been to enterprise, which is probably most of you, the nickname for it is windy prize because the wind does blow there quite regularly. Yeah, I was I was cleaning up some of my chicken feed and the bags and different things, and I was moving everything around. I went in to eat, and I came back, and all the bags were gone. 
And uh, during my walk later, I started finding some of my bags that were across the street. And so if that gives you an idea of how windy it gets, literally, if you don't pick up your garbage, it'll blow it. And I have, you know, six foot tall fences all around my yard and it was over into the neighbor's yards. Yeah. When I lived there, my brother lived through the lot, you know, where he lived, but it was about a half a block away. And we went out there one day after the wind had been blowing very hard and his trampoline was in our backyard. <laughs> so yes, the wind can get strong. If you look at the trees, if you don't secure them straight up, you've got all the trees uh, leaning to the side because from the time they started, they, they had the wind blowing on them. Yeah, that's where we are. Well, Dave, if you're ready, I've got some great questions today. And I want to preface this by letting everyone know where these questions came from. These ones actually came from your Paychecks and Playchecks, the webinar you recently did with Tom Hagna. And before we get started, I'd love to have you explain a little bit about Tom and maybe the relationship you guys have. It was a great experience. And it was one that is going to be repeated over and over again. For those who don't know Tom Hagna, he is one of the top educators in the retirement industry. He spent his whole career learning how to help people better plan out their retirements. He does talk a lot about life insurance products from annuities to life insurance itself, but he is exceptional. For those who have not attended that webinar, I encourage you to do so. It was the first of many. We've got three other webinars that we're working on now that he will be doing, but it was just such a great opportunity to take advantage of someone that prior to the pandemic, CR, he was doing two to 300 live presentations a year. Can you imagine two to 300? He had to have been at the top of the industry as far as number of presentations. But with that, you've got someone that's a great storyteller, a great presenter, and has more enthusiasm than 99% of Americans. Dave, if we take all the webinars you did last year, let's say it was just over 100, can you imagine if you had to drive or fly to every one of those locations to present those webinars? I'm not sure I would be married any longer if that were the case. My wife has put up with me traveling quite extensively throughout our lifetime. But yeah, I can't imagine. And I can't imagine like he mentions where he will get up in the morning, do a presentation like the other one we did the other day. It was six o'clock in the morning, his time that we started. So he was up. He said, look, I've done this all the time. But he'll do an early morning presentation. And he said, jump in the car, drive four hours, do an afternoon presentation, jump back in the car, go another four hours, do an evening presentation, and then jump on an airplane and start all over the next day. But he loves what he does. He's committed to educating people. And we get the benefit of having the relationship and Prosperity Nation, you do as well, because you're going to be able to get access to a lot of content that's inside of his brain that he's very willing to share with people that are trying to take action on their retirement. And Dave, through this webinar, you guys talked a lot about annuities. So today I want to ask three questions that are about annuities and see if we can dissect a few of these. That'd be great. All right. My first one from Deborah. What about people who have lost all of their 401ks and are starting over at age 59? Which annuity should they start with? First, I'm really sorry if you've had to go through that. We talk to people all the time, unfortunately, that through different things of either scams or market loss or other situations, uh, maybe at times it's a divorce where assets are lost through the divorce, but uh, people are in a position where they're not prepared for retirement. And I'm really sad that you've had to go through that if you've experienced this yourself. When we look at it, you need to understand it's not too late. Tom himself shares a story in his book about a lady that started right around age 59. And she just went to work and she ended up having a great retirement. Now, she did have to work until around age 70 to be able to make the rest of her retirement work. But she saved and did everything she could during that 
10-year period of time. So when you look at this, I think it's going to require more of an overall plan. I would hate to just give you advice and say, go buy X annuity right now because we've got to look at what impact or social security is going to have, what your lifestyle is going to be, because we want to look at options for productivity because you are getting later in your life, different annuities are going to be more productive than others. And different annuities are going to provide different lifetime income streams than others. So I would recommend a planning session in your situation for sure, so we can help you get on the right track. Dave, you also mentioned uh, earlier as we were talking about one of your clients that uh, made a decision 20 years ago and bought some products and just wasn't happy because he felt like he was scammed or taken advantage of. Now, if we have that same situation, even with Deborah, if she lost everything, what advice do you have to help them get back on track so they don't look at this and say, hey, I tried this once, I'm done, I'm out of this? The biggest advice I can give people that have had that happen and to anyone out there is educate yourself. You've got the opportunity to educate yourself. We all spend too much time on unimportant things. Now, there's a small percentage of you out there that I know go 24-7 on things that are allowing you to either survive or taking care of other people. But the majority of us, we have time in our day to really educate ourselves on what's available. And that's one of the things that we pride ourselves on is it's about education. You're never going to be asked to move forward on anything we do until we've got you to a point that you're educated enough, you feel comfortable and understand the goods, the bads, and the other consequences that may come of it. I love you do that because that's the thing that most people, when they have issues with this, is because they feel like they were pressured into a particular product or they felt like they had to do it because they came to the meeting. But really, when you have your no-fee consultation, you really are there to advise them and give them ideas and then work through that education process, which I really appreciate. And I can make a pig look attractive to someone. I mean, if you look at it, I mean, things that are out there that no one would ever want, and we see it all the time. We put lipstick on the pig, and we, we get it to a point to where it looks attractive. And unfortunately, there are advisors out there that are doing that, and, and it's unfortunate that they're only looking out for their own interests. Some of them just don't know any better. There's also that segment that just haven't educated themselves yet enough to be able to make the right decision for you. So we do want to make sure that you're getting the education that you want, that you're and need and that you're getting yourself to a point where you can make those right decisions going forward and you don't look back 20 years from now feeling like you've gone through the same experience. And that's why we're here, Dave, to educate. And let me get on to my next question from Dale. And he's asking, with interest rates so low, is an annuity worth it? It is. Now, I will tell you that when you look at interest rates currently and annuities are driven by interest rates, that many of the growth and production on these are lower than they've been for a long period of time. But again, compare that to a bank account. (laughs) Your bank account may not be making you anything. If it is, it's probably a quarter of a percent. In fact, I read an article not too long ago where they're promoting to college kids that they should get into high yield savings accounts. This is where they should put their money. CR, a non-high yield savings account they're talking about offered a 0.1% return. The high yield offered a 0.1%. 4% return. Inflation's 2 to 3%. They're not even keeping up with it. So, so yeah, it's not as good as it's been in the past, but when you compare it to other products that have some of the safety features uh, that the annuities often have, it can be a great way to get income above inflation still and be able to grow a safe and secure retirement. As a retirement risk advisor, Dave, let me just ask, are annuities worth it if we take all of this off the table with interest rates, but are they just worth it generally? 
Absolutely. As a portion of your retirement. Now, for most people, I would never recommend that you put all of your money into an annuity. You're going to want to use it as a portion of your retirement. You're going to want it as a principal protected product. Most annuities aren't going to provide the rate of return you're going to get out of the stock market. But a lot of annuities are also designed to where if the market drops 40%, you have every dollar that you put in there still left plus any growth you got from the day you bought it. So yes, they're a great tool in getting to a safe and secure retirement. For most people, it's a critical part if they really want to take all the various risks that they face in retirement off the table. But you need to understand how they work and what they are. And unfortunately, there's a lot of bad advice. And unfortunately, sometimes people don't take the time to educate you on what you need to have. And that's one of our commitments is we'll do that. All right, Dave, my last question is from Richard. He asked, do annuities pay lesser rates when interest rates are so low? Yes, they do. And as I mentioned, it's a period of time now where as we look at the productivity of annuities right now, that yes, some of them are not performing like they have in the past. But again, we've got to compare it to what else would we put that money into and what's the purpose of that? No, you're not going to want to take an annuity and use it for all of the growth that you would get out of the stock market, as I, I mentioned a few minutes ago. But it is a time that you still need to consider them. I think that they can be effective, even with the, the lower rates of return that some of them have right now, and that you can still get a lot of uh, benefit for a retirement that's going to help you to not worry so much when you get to that point. Dave, I think people need to realize too, as we're buying all these retirement products, that these aren't things that are going to change overnight. You're not going to have success right away. These are things that take time and that's what we're trying to educate on as well. It really is true. And I'll tell a personal story from my side. I'm a Hyundai person. I love Hyundais. Now, if you look at most people and you tell them, hey, I've got a Hyundai, and especially as we go back to the original Hyundais, nobody gets excited about that. But when the Genesis came out in 2009, for the price of the car and what you got, it was a whole different story. So, I mean, if I went up to someone and said, oh, I, I drive a Hyundai, well, the first thing they're going to say, oh, really? But then anytime I even went, and I often did, I had to valet my car because I was in Vegas on the Strip a lot of times meeting clients because I was practicing there. I would get comments all the time from valet people on what a great decision I'd made. He said, I can't believe the bells and whistles. We compare it to the Mercedes out here. It's half the cost. You made a great decision. Well, that's kind of the way annuities and life insurance are. If you're looking back at what they were 20 years ago and thinking they're the same products, it's not the case. They've changed substantially. And it's our job to help you understand why they've changed and how it can be a good decision for your retirement and how you can structure them right so they can help you in retirement. Well, Dave, that's all the questions I have. Good luck on everything with the wedding. And I can't wait to hear about this next week. Thank you, CR. It's been great having you. Look forward to next week. Prosperity Nation, if you are looking to get to a safe and secure retirement, you are in the right place. Please go to our website. Take advantage of the education opportunities. Take advantage of our strategic session where we can sit down with you and help you figure out your retirement. I look forward to seeing you on next week's show. Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Prosperity Gap. To learn more about The Prosperity Guy, visit theprosperityguy.com and find out how you can get a tax-free and risk-free retirement.